Welcome to the podcast for people turning the great American RV adventure into stressless camping. We're glad you joined our weekly adventure. Now let's gather around the campfire with our hosts, Peggy and Tony Barthel. We have been gathered around the campfire, actually. (laughs) Welcome to our virtual, well, no, welcome to our backyard campfire. Yeah, well, it's kind of the side yard. Yeah, well, whatever. Nobody needs to know exactly <laughs> where our campfire is located. <laughs> well, it is at least in front of our travel trailer. It is. So we have Camp Boredom set up in the driveway. Absolutely. And we've been cooking. Well, we talked about that last week, but we've been cooking on it and just sitting around it. And it's been kind of, in a way, it's kind of cool. In a way. Yeah. And <laughs> of course, I'd rather have that campfire somewhere else, but wouldn't we all? I mean, we're all kind of in the same boat, so there we are. And who are we? We are Tony and Peggy Barthel. We are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time, part, part, part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. That's right. And we have some cool tips and tricks for you, as always. Uh, That's we, right. We save up and share here. And one of the things, you know, the RV industry is looking at potentially having a huge boom, as if last year weren't enough. They are looking at potentially a huge increase in sales because people don't want to fly and people don't want to go on cruises. I don't want to fly and I don't want to go on cruises. That's right. People don't want to be in big crowds right now. So flights and cruises are kind of out. And if you want to travel, RVing is your next best option. Well, it's always the best option in my well, opinion. Of course. <laughs> I've always preferred going RVing to flying anywhere. I do enjoy going on cruises, but I'm not going to be doing that at any time in the foreseeable future. No. Those things seemed to have this year. Well, I mean, you know, it's this year. My aunt was on a cruise and they got back to their home <laughs> home port and they had to sit in port for, I don't know, four or five days. And then they got escorted to the nearby military base where they had to sit for another, I think, 14 days. Yeah. She was on that cruise that was, you know, they kind of couldn't find a home in, in San Francisco And then they got to go to the Air Force Base. And so we got updates from her on that. And luckily, all was well. She was stayed very healthy and she was roomed with her best friend of 40 years. So they had a great time together and came out of it still best friends, which is always a good thing. That's a super plus. (laughs) RVs are, are the way to go. Now, of course, the big question is if the economy takes a big enough hit. Will there be people able to buy new RVs? I'm sure there will. Right. And that may also mean a big increase in the used RV market. And here's a little hint. That's what we're talking about next week. But this week, <laughs> we're talking new RVs. New and RVs. We've got a celebrity guest with us. Yes, we do. We have asked Josh Winters, Josh the RV nerd, to come back and talk to us again. And he is going to tell us how to buy a new RV. Yeah, so we'll be right back with Josh after this. We love being part of the largest club of RVers with events, rallies, tours, resources, and more. And you can be too. That's the FMCA, and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits. Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together. 
It's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location. But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more. And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road. Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's Roadside Assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years. Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our discounts and deals page at StresslessCamping.com. Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. Now Now that's that's Stressless Camping. We are back. We have a repeat guest who's a good friend of ours and probably somebody whose videos you have watched over and over again. We have Josh, the RV nerd from Hailed RV of Coldwater, Michigan. Hi, Josh. I should have let you say it. No, it sounds so much better when you say it. Oh. (laughs) Actually, there was, before I was the RV nerd, I had a very small period where I had a recurring return customer or referral customers who would call me the matchmaker because for whatever reason, couples who weren't yet married and one couple actually who was estranged and were trying to repair their relationship were uh, came together as a result of the camping they did in the RVs that I sold them. Huh. So yeah. I was almost Josh the matchmaker, but uh, <laughs> I became the RV nerd instead, which is so funny how that just even became a thing. <laughs> when I started the YouTube channel, it was just under my personal Gmail or whatever. Your account name is how you appear on YouTube. Sure. So it's just Josh Winters, as far as people knew. And then also I was like, oh, I guess I should probably read his like Halid RV. So I made a business official. Then one day it's just kind of a goof. I flipped it to Josh the RV nerd and then like I got busy and I never changed it. And people are like, oh, this is hilarious. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And it really became a thing. A lot of your best ideas seem to have started out as jokes. Yeah, that's what a lot of it has. Like the hillbilly handy hanger. That thing, I tell you, it is for something as silly and dumb as it was, somehow it was just actually brilliant enough that it really just worked, you know? And then I sold every cheesy Saturday Night Live moment of it. Well, yeah. As a lot of you know, right now it's sort of spring and a lot of people, their thoughts turn to, I want to get me a new RV. Yeah, I think we're all ready to get out of the house too. Yeah. Well, that too. I mean, this, this is coming out of course, right in the middle of this coronavirus, but I'm sure people will listen to it again next year. And hopefully the information's a bit evergreen and have some good information on what to look for and how to shop for a new RV. Right. So if I were a person shopping for a new RV, what would be the the first thing you might suggest I do, Josh? I think the first thing people overlook is you have to establish some kind of relationship with a dealer. And I, and I think that's a thing that's easily overlooked. And I kind of get why, like there's a, there's this prevailing theory that, you know, the, the salesmen, they're, they're wolves and they're just trying to get your money. And certainly there are those people out there. That's why you almost need to, for lack of a better phrase, interview dealers, see who you want to be in business with, who you want to be a partner with. Very few people ever purchase from the first dealership or the only dealership they ever meet. 
kind of that eggs in one basket conversation, but you got to get to know these folks. The better they get to know you, the more closely they are probably willing to work with you. The more you're in their mind, the more you're um, there for service reasons. If you need those down the line, even if it's just picking up pieces and parts or upgrades or something like that, even if it's not repair related, that's a huge thing. I think a lot of people miss, but I kind of get it when you're going camping. The first thing you want to do is start picking out a camper. The right. dealership yeah. doesn't actually come in the physical process until a little bit later, but along the way, like let's, let's ignore the whole dealership part for a second. But when you're looking for an RV, I've always really felt there's, it sounds really simplistic to say it in practice. It's a little more complicated, but I kind of have like a three step recommendation for people who are going to be shopping for a new RV. Step one, ignore the brand. Ignore whether it has fiberglass or aluminum skin. Ignore the color. Step one, find the layout that you like. The floor plan comes first. Let's say that you, you your buddy said, yeah, but Brand X builds one heck of a camper. Well, that's fine. But if Brand X doesn't make the layout that you like. Right. Then what good does it do? Yeah. You ain't going to buy it. Yeah. yeah. Because your buddy likes it. Are they helping with the payment? <laughs> <laughs> Usually, no, they're not. But. Your buddy does like to spend your money. I've noticed that. Right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, there's there's nothing more fun than going on a shopping spree with other people's money. Yeah. In fact, recently I did just that with a friend of mine who was looking for a fifth wheel, and she said, hey, you want to come and help me pick one out? Yes, of we do. Of course I do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A blast, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, like I said, ignore it. Find the layout. Do you like where the couch is? Do you like where the TV is? Do you want... Do you like the layout of the camper? That is step number one. Floor plan absolutely comes first. Because here's the thing. Floor plans are very, very rarely exclusive to just one manufacturer. I can't tell you how many times in my career somebody would come in and they'd say, well, and it's funny that we're a Wildwood dealer now, but there's this one example that always played out uh, over and over. They would say, well, do you have Wildwoods? And we didn't for a while. I said, no, I don't. Fantastic brand. We just don't happen to have them here. What is it about him? You like it? Say, oh, well, it's got this big countertop in the back, and then it's got these two chairs, and there's a really big window, and the bedroom's private. What is that? What does any of that have to do with Wildwood? None of that <laughs> have to do with Wildwood. Last year, we went to Quartzite, and there was a toy hauler, and I got in. It was a 21 foot toy hauler from Grand Design, and I was just, oh my gosh, I I liked it so much. I thought, doggone it, I wish we had those at our dealership because I I really wanted that thing. And I got back, and a week or two later, our rep said, hey, we have this new toy hauler. <laughs> and uh, it was, yeah, it's not hard for these people to, to copy one another because a lot of the components come from one supplier or limited number of suppliers. So we spent somebody else's money and talked her into buying yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and now we get, a, we get to enjoy that toy hauler on trips because she goes with us a lot. Yeah, no, it's it's that RV, R&D, which doesn't mean research and develop. It means rip off and duplicate. Yeah, absolutely. But that works to a buyer's advantage in that it gives you options because very rarely, like I said, is one manufacturer the only one that builds a certain floor plan. There are very few, I call those unicorns. There's there's not a lot of unicorns out there. There's some, there's not a lot. If it's popular, at least one other person's going to build it. And what's nice is that means that you have a variety of features, price points, combinations of things that it really lets you pick that down. And that kind of leads me to step two. Step one is find the floor plan you like. Step two is figure out who else builds it. Once you know 
how can I say this? Like I do this for a living. You did this for a living. And it still gets murky trying to keep all these different brands and floor plans and features and what this brand does and that brand doesn't do separate. There's no way a buyer could ever do that. There's no way a buyer could realistically, unless it's just a super hobby of theirs, know all these brands and all these features and models, but they don't have to. Once they've found the floor plan, then they identify the brand they want. Step three is just identify the differences between those brands. Because if it's in a competitive segment or price point, then they're going to be like at least 90% the same. So all you need to do, the only part that's going to make a decision for you is what are those 10% differences? Does it boil down to just the color of the woodwork, furniture? Or is there a small variance and this one has an insulation package or the, the cool stable steps that the other one doesn't or the better air conditioner? There's You can make a list of five or 10 variances between the two because all the rest of it's the same. You don't need to worry about the rest of it. Right. Yeah. And what, one of the things we've often told people is checklists make for stressless camping. And so you will know, or at least have some that idea. Slick, by the way, the way you just weave that right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not as dumb as I look. Wow. Nobody's going to take that. I dropped a, an open hook. And anyway, I'm, I'm a guest here, buddy. Come on now. After the phone call, I'll rip you a little bit. But. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, we said, you know, kind of think of where you like to go, the style of camping you like to do. Is it boondocking? Is it campgrounds? Do you go mostly fishing? Do you take your seven children? Whatever it happens to be. And you make a list of must-haves and should-haves. And I think I got some of that from your videos. You know, you have good taste in videos, Tony. I can't blame oh, you for Oh, absolutely. That. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it, it, <laughs> it's the hair. One of the things you said, if I can circle back to that a little bit, was making the lists and how really powerful that is. And there's a little exercise that I just sort of hit me one day and I have found it to be so powerful in so many situations. Let's say it's a theater seat versus a height event, something like that, you know, just a couch selection. I'll ask people, okay, can you imagine a situation in which you would regret having the theater seat instead of the height event? Now, can you imagine a situation in which you would regret not having the theater seat and so high bed. And usually when you do that, they go, you know, the one doesn't bother me either way, but the other, I can definitely see how that could bite me. And it helps them if two things are equal, well, let's figure out the one that gives you the most protection for lack of a better right. phrase, you know? Yeah. Those are good points. So then the next thing I would imagine, once you've kind of figured out what you want, Perhaps where you want to get it from would be a... That's where the, for lack of a better phrase, dealer interview comes into place. And I don't know, as a dealer, I don't know that I, I like the way that's phrased, but frankly, as a customer, that's a very advisable thing to do, which also kind of leads me into something that I feel is a growing problem. And it is due to a lack of trust in the relationship of the consumer and dealership. And that is that the growing trend of when people contact a dealership, they say, only email me. Don't call me. Yeah. I don't think people realize how they are putting themselves down a really rocky path, a path that's very dangerous that doesn't necessarily serve them the best long term. And it's because it feels safer. It feels easier. It feels more in my terms. I don't. OK. Is it just me or when you're sitting at home? and your phone rings, are you instantly annoyed? Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I get it. However, folks, you're looking to make a very significant purchase, right? I don't care if it's $500, 5000 50000 or more. And frankly, to the person who's only spending 
500 or $5,000 on a camper, I bet that money means more to them than the person buying a $50,000 RV. Yeah, those are dear dollars. Yeah. That's Larry Lunge, Bucket, and Jane Sixpack who punch a clock and the weather hurts your paycheck. Yep. Well, those people, it means the most. And there's so many aspects of RVing that very few people are truly personally qualified to understand how to compare these different brands, the different features that they have, towing aspects, hitching, how your truck and this trailer plus a hitch are going to interact. And you need a guide. And it's funny because it's actually something we have very recently started kind of just identifying the ugly, nasty connotation that goes with the name salesperson. And it sounds hokey, but we've kind of internally started calling our folks outfitters or guides. And I think that it helps people understand a little bit. Yes, they're commission salespeople. I'm not, not, they are what they are, but it helps people give them a chance. And that's what you got to do. And that's one of the things that I think we've really succeeded with at Halid RV is we've put so much information out there. We've, we've laid all the cards out. We've crossed the line first. We've put our foot forward and it does have to go both ways, but we've extended that olive branch first, I guess you could say so people know they can at least give us a chance to earn their business at our place. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a reason why you think of how many RV dealers there are nationwide and you have over 50,000 subscribers watching walkthrough over videos. 61,000, but I mean, okay. who's yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that says something about the outreach and what you've laid out there. And one of the things that I remember when I was selling RVs, a lot of people would say, you know, they'd say, Oh, I'm interested in this or I want that. And I, ask a question and soon they said, Oh, you're, you're listening to what I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. Good examples of why you need to speak to and visit with a salesperson. I think one of the best classic examples is the couple who has teenage kids. They come in, they need a bunkhouse and we've got big kids. We need a big bunkhouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. How old are your kids? Oh, they're 13 and 15. Okay. You're going to think I'm crazy and we will look at anything you want to today, but you don't want to buy a bunkhouse. Probably. And the reason being, are your kids in sports? Are your kids beginning to discover the opposite sex? Are mom and dad not as cool as they used to be? They are going to very quickly begin spending far less time wanting to camp with you. Now there's, I, I tell people too, I don't know your life. I don't know your life. I know camping. I know trends and I know generalities and, and statistics, but most people they, if their kids are 13, 15, after one or two years, you're going to be like, we should have just got that couple's camper with a hide yep. bed The kids could have slept on the hide bed in the dinette for a year. Now, there's no guarantee. You might be like, actually, our family, you know, my son's 23, and he, when we go camping, he goes camping. Okay, cool. You know, maybe you're that family. Right. But most of the time, especially first-timers, I say, okay, here's the thing. You might consider this. What if we looked at, like, a rear living room or a rear kitchen, a nice couple's camper that you two will grow into. But in the meantime, it's got like a big dinette and it's got a big height of bed sofa. So the kids have separate sleeping spaces, but they're old enough. They're in their teens. They can make their own beds. You don't have to make a bed. Bunk houses are not for kids. Bunks are for mom and dad so that you don't have to make a bed every day. And especially the private bunks so that you can just close a door and tell the kids, <laughs> knock it off. I need some space. Go to your room. Exactly. And so I would say develop a relationship with somebody at a dealership whom you have trust in and and who can listen and use that experience to help guide you into something that 
might be a better fit. And who won't let you buy something that you can't tow with your truck because I oh. was on a Facebook group just yesterday and today and the woman was saying what she had and what she was buying and we were all telling her, it's not going to work, it's not going to work. And I said, you need to find yourself a dealer first and then yes. go from there. She was a single woman. She had a lot of opportunities, you know, whatever floor plan and all that. I said, you need to find somebody who's actually going to help you and who's going to help you now and help you down the road a bit. I cannot count on both hands and feet um, because I'm not that talented. <laughs> the number of times that if someone goes, I need a triple slide or this, I go immediately, especially big stuff that sounds big. I go, what are we towing this with? And they go, you are the first person who's ever asked me that. And to me, it blows me away. I don't even understand why that's not one of the very first questions. Are we going right. to be towed or is it going to be parked? You know, those are massively influential factors, but sadly that is the norm. One of the things I do from time to time, one of my duties is I do some anonymous comp shopping and I don't talk about this much and I do the best I can to minimize time here, but sometimes you need to see how other places are operating, how, like what they tell people. And I cannot tell you the number of times that I have contacted a place on a big giant fifth wheel or 40 or 10,000 pound like Eagle travel trailer. And they just go, here's the price. You know, when would you like to schedule your closing date? You don't even know what I'm towing with. How, like, what if I show up with a half ton truck? Yeah. Like what would they do? And at that point I just kind of end contact. And I, again, I understand that someone's time is their ability to make money in this business. But comp shopping is also part of a good manager's business, too. It just disturbs me. It's one of the reasons, actually, like, we we are very successful in travel trailers at Halet RV. And we do fine with fifth wheels. But we actually don't sell as many fifth wheels as some of the dealerships that are smaller than us. And I guarantee you it's because we just don't put people into unsafe pairings. We just won't. Right. There are so many things. People come, oh, I got a half ton and a fifth wheel. Chances are you probably yep. shouldn't be towing a fifth wheel. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, I think I told you last time you were on the podcast about the guy who insisted his Corolla could tow the 11,000-pound fifth wheel. Yeah. Corolla. <laughs> My first year, I wasn't even really officially in sales. I was just kind of helping out because that was 2009 and things weren't great. So I was just answering phones where I could. fellow was from Chicago looking at a, a totally, truly half-ton towable J-Flight travel trailer and said he'd come over on Saturday to look at it and we, you got a shop. You can do hitching, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we do everything. So he shows up and he goes, that's our, yep, I like this. This is the one. I like the numbers. Hitch it up. And I'm looking around the parking lot and I'm like, to what? And he points over to V6 car and this is a 7,700 pound travel trailer. Oh. And I'm like, that's not your tow vehicle, right? He goes, well, no, I drove that all the way over here. I go, no, I understand you drove it, but you, you can't tow it that. Well, I thought you had a shop. And I said, we do, but we don't have magic wands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not a wizard's shop. <laughs> he goes, well, I've got a one-ton van. I'm like, that would really work. Can we see you next Saturday? You know, yeah. why do you want to burn the gas? But, well, it's either to burn the gas or you're going to end up in burning yourself to death in a fireball on the side of the road. Oh, you my try gosh. This. Right? Jeez. It's common. And, I mean, some of the – a lot of that – there's enough places that don't try to do it right that I understand why a consumer says, well, I got to just try to protect myself and I got to just assume that they're all bad. I have to walk into it that mindset. I get why they do that. I think that you can find a decent place to do business. There's other places beside us that are good places to do business. There's plenty of good places out there. You shouldn't have to settle for good service. And this is going to sound corny. You shouldn't have to pay more for good service. And here's what I mean by that. This this one 
Mm, I, this one fires me up. <laughs> uh, the further you get away from the heart of RB production, the more nasty this becomes. And it seems to be very prevalent in the eastern seaboard. But people say they told me that if I don't buy it there, they will not even talk to me about servicing whatsoever. I don't care if it's a winterization. So I need to buy theirs for $3,000 more. And I'm like, what now? And I hear it all the time. They get so scared. I'm like, so what you're saying is, you're going to let this place basically twist your arm behind your back and say, you buy from me or else you get the luxury of paying me extra money just for the same basic service that anyone should provide. Right. That one absolutely burns me right there. But I don't really see any end in sight for it until consumer buying patterns make that not a viable business plan anymore. One of the things with the RVIA and they have their RV Technical Institute, I think just the sheer shortage of good techs is a component of that. That's definitely a thing out there. It's funny, sometimes even still today, People will come into our facility and we are just, we're, we're cranking. Like every sales office is full. We have people standing in the, in the lobby waiting for, you know, patiently waiting for the next person to assist them. And then they sit down with you and they go, well, you need to cut me a deal because of the economy. I'm like, what do you mean because of the economy? I'll cut you a deal just because that's what we do. Are you aware that we're like at record low unemployment? The problem is not unemployment. The problem is we have an employment problem oh. in our country, but especially in skilled trades like technicians and whatnot. That's one of the things we pay our guys well. We make sure that they don't have any reason to leave. We have great benefit packages for them. Like right now, actually, in the middle of the pandemic here, we could be doing more service work in theory than what we're doing, but we are not forcing service staff back to work. We're making that voluntary for folks. The, the biggest reason is there's a lot of a lot of our team members in that department. They need people to watch their kids who can't right. right now. A lot of that business is not able to operate currently. And I'm not going to sit here as a family-owned shop and look at that guy and say, you make a decision, your family or your paycheck. <laughs> right. That's nasty. And we are actually still, we're paying those employees wages so that they can be at home taking care of their family until their childcare can resume and they can join us back at work. That's, That's awesome. Excellent. But what you should do is get one of those bunkhouse toy haulers. <laughs> And a swing set and some sand, and then the kids could be there at work. I think our <laughs> owner would say about that. And you're just giggling over here. Look at you. <laughs> I'm having a good time with this. With your little Forest River shirt thinking you're so funny. There you go. <laughs> I guess the last thing, so as somebody is buying, there's a lot of dealerships that have different charges that they're asking the customer to pay. What are your feelings about these upcharges or add-ons and things like that? We don't practice that. And I'm not going to sit here and criticize someone else's business. Sometimes things can be legal, but distasteful. So here's, here's what I recommend. And this kind of, it really evens the playing field. Consumers, RV buyers, you really, really need to stop saying, what is the price? And then that's it. You need to focus on what's coming out of your pocket. You need to focus how much you're actually paying. You need to assume, you need to approach an RV purchase as though you had one check left in your checkbook and you will never write that dealer another check. You need to know what is the complete total inclusive number that you have to write in that checkbook to either write the check, take to your credit union or whatever. And 
you need that all-inclusive feature because it will smoke all that out. It will even everything out. And then you will see who is actually providing you with the best total price. Now, here's the tricky part. Does that mean the best value? Value is an interesting intangible word. Like one of the things we do, more and more places have started doing this, but for we've always really done this. Any new RV price tag at Halet RV, it includes the cost of getting the RV to our place, cleaning it, showing you how it works, propane, battery, water, sewer hoses, water and electric surge protectors is where we start to mm. go above and beyond. All kinds of things. That's all part of the price tag, but that's not the industry standard practice when you're purchasing an RV. So that means that up front, and don't get me wrong, those things, I have to pay qualified people to do work. Those things cost money. That factors into the price tag. It's not that those things are happening at zero charge. It's that I'm showing you the cost of those things up front. Right. So a lot of people, I'll just make up numbers, will have a trailer that's 20000 Place down the street who does hidden fees, they're listed at $17,999. Guy goes, yeah, but he's got it for two grand down the street. I go, he doesn't. And you need to you need to find that out for yourself. You need to actually go over there and find out what is the total out the door number coming out of my pocket. You'll find out at that point, I guarantee you we're already cheaper. And then uh, if they won't tell you that number, it's because they're trying to give you the runaround. And that's just an instant red flag you need to run, not walk away from. And here in California, you know, we're a bit further away from Indiana than you are. And it costs us over $3,000 a unit typically to have uh, our V-ship. Yeah, per unit. That's just what we wrote a check to the delivery company for. And there were RV dealers that were advertising RVs much less than we were. And so I did the competitive shopping type of looking around thing. Well, it turns out you sit in the finance room and suddenly there's a $3,500 charge for delivery. Oh, I see what you're doing. We just included all that. The other thing that really drives me nuts is at that point, there are a disturbing number of places that really start involving some heavy-handed con man tactics, and that is exactly what they are. I have heard reports where a customer will say, I was sitting in the finance manager's office, and he tried to hit me with this, and I said, no dice. And he he goes, boy, I hate to see what's going to happen to your salesperson when he loses this deal because of this. Oh, man. Wow. They're pressuring you, putting guilt on you, because their practices are terrible. It's now your fault. That's con man tactics. And that is normal. Here's another really big one that happens in the finance office. Big buyer beware item. And you are welcome to put us to the test because we will pass this litmus test. If you get there and you start looking at your payment and if they ever breathe a word of what I'm about to say, get out of there and frankly, you have legal right to sue them. If they say, well, the bank wouldn't approve the loan unless you added the gap insurance and the service contract and the health, life and disability. That Uh, is a hard line violation of truth and lending laws. You cannot say that. You can't. The bank cannot force that on you and they cannot even suggest it. It's ridiculous. And we, what we would do is we would go to the same credit union that a lot of our, in, in our area, there's a lot of uh, customers at the credit unions, and we can get them exactly the same deal as they would get if they walked into the credit union directly. We had this in credit union direct lending. And that's a thing that has worked out well is I, I always tell people, go to your local credit union and, you know, some do and some don't lend on RVs, but that's a good place to start if you're 
thinking of financing. Absolutely. And you have to be smart in making sure that, you know, it doesn't hurt to have two, like a, a second opinion. Uh, you right, know, if, right. you, if you have medical advice, you get a, a serious medical advice. You may consider a second opinion, but you've got to be careful. You can't get too many second opinions in financing because you're sending your credit everywhere. And that's a good way to hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, if they're doing a if hard check. If you have check. a trusted local lender that you've done your family's business with or personal or your business business with for years, it doesn't hurt to check in with them either. Uh, very often, just like you said, there's a lot of times where we're actually able to get people the same or better rates at our place just because we have lenders who specifically, not just, well, we will lend on an RV, but we are an RV lender. Right. You know, this is what we do and we understand it and we do more volume of it. There's definitely some some validity to just double check what's you know what's the worst that happens, but you don't shotgun your credit out. I have watched no. people yeah. wreck their credit scores by calling like a, a guy came in one time. He just bought his truck, but when he bought his truck, he shopped his credit to something like thirty different dealerships. Oh, jeez, oh, no. Louise! Oh man, we started his credit reports printing out, and it just keeps going and going and going, oh, and we're no. like this. We're like, we're going to run out of ink. This is bad. And he ended up, he bought the truck just to haul an RV, which he was no longer able to purchase because of that. He He just didn't realize how credit works. Yeah, he shot his score to heck. Real bad. Wow. So the bottom line is shop for each component carefully and work with someone that you can trust. And as you said, look at the total number. The What are you actually buying not just the rv but if you choose to buy a service contract or a lot of places i've heard charge for the pre-delivery inspection and i've heard four five six hundred dollars for that and that's crazy the most in terms of add-on dealer fees i've heard was forty seven hundred dollars above their price tag Wow. $4,700. And this was on an $18,000 travel trailer. Man, that's crazy. Well, as I said, I've told you about the the shipping guys where all of a sudden that's added on in the end. But man, how do you come up with $4,700? That's nuts. I'll tell you how they do it. A customer comes in and says, I'm just trying to get something under $300 a month. They are not paying attention to the price tag. So the salesperson or the finance manager or whoever there's someone along the way who goes, wow, we got an opportunity to just pile it on here. Yeah. They're not realizing how long the loan goes out for points or there's so many ways to pad those deals. But again, it all goes back to what I said was really one of the first things you want to do. You need to establish that relationship with the dealer. You need to interview dealerships. You need to find the place that you feel comfortable shaking hands with and doing business with. Right. Those are great points to consider. So, well, as you've experienced firsthand, a lot of people are getting into RVing now and not just people who were probably already going to do so, but a lot of people are realizing this is the best way to see this wonderful country. And so I appreciate all these great tips for people. Right. I appreciate the chance to get to put them out there. I think the more that message gets out, I think the more it'll help everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it makes it a little easier to spend your friend's money. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who wants me to go RV shopping with you, I am happy to We're do so. We're ready to go. And, and I'll be honest with you and everything, but I just, I love <laughs> RV shopping. <laughs> it is fun. You know, 
it's no different than I still catch myself asking myself every now and then, what would I get into right now? You know, I don't get to camp a lot, but like, let's say I was just going to pull a trigger or something. What would it be? And I get why it's so tough for people. I get why they spend years doing it. There's so many neat ones and neat things out there, you know, it's just fun. That's the whole point of it. Tony would come home every week. Oh, I found our next trailer. <laughs> I found our next trailer. Yeah, we've, found- <laughs> now we, we've actually had this one now for three years three and it's years, been great. Yeah. We go to the RV show and it's like, oh my gosh, there's so many great choices. It, it is tough. There's a lot of great brands. They do a lot of great things. There's always new floor plans, new concepts, and new engineering that didn't used to exist. Right. And, it, and yeah. I, it's tough because at some point you just got to pull the trigger and you got to dive in. And I hear people say, yeah, but the new ones are going to have a new feature. Yeah, but the, the next one's going to have another next feature. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the whole point. At some point. You got to do it. That's been true of our trailer. I mean, yeah, there's all these new features, but man, we've got three years and, three and probably and twelve to 15,000 yeah. miles on that thing. And wow. it's been all over the West Coast and yeah. even it was supposed to be all over the Midwest this year. And yeah. So next year, next year, we'll come <laughs> see you. I forgot about that. You were planning trips not too far from my neck of the woods. That's you? right. Yeah. Well, this year we were going as far as Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Colorado. But next year, we're planning to be out yeah. by you. My goal next year is to be in Michigan for the Woodward Dream Cruise, if they're going to have it. Okay. So so that you will be on our way to that. Well, Josh, I sure appreciate your taking the time again with us. You, your episode has been our number one episode so far. That's right. You have the best viewers, obviously. Oh, well, yeah. they're, they're brilliant. They're smart guys and girls. People know that if they want to stress less camping, then they just... See you too. Absolutely. That's the idea. (laughs) Too bad I don't have a ding. I'm not going to lie. When I saw you put that name together, I was, that was a good name. (laughs) I wish I'd have thought of that name. That's a good name. Whereas that my, everything is, Hey, let's learn about or something like that. It's just so buttery smooth. Well, it's not. And you know what? When I heard it the first time, we I wish it we was, had thought of it too. Right. Well, but the good thing is we listened to advice. It was a friend of ours who came up with a name. Yeah. My very good friend, Leanne said, well, what about this name? We were kicking around names and she came up with it. And I'm like, I think that's yeah, it. That's it. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, Josh. Thank thanks you. again. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Everybody seems to be talking about lithium batteries for their RVs. Of course, they charge faster, last longer, weigh less, and require zero maintenance. Plus, you don't have to replace them every few years. We love Lion Energy's safe lithium batteries, and with their limited lifetime warranty, they're the last batteries you'll have to buy for your RV. Of course, we have a discount for you on our Discounts and Deals page, and you can learn more about why lithium is the way to go. It's always a pleasure to have Josh back on the show. He's just uh, both entertaining and he's got some great information. And if you're not one of the 60 plus thousand people who subscribe to him, uh, you Why might not look, yeah, look into, <laughs> he's got some great advice. We also shot this on video cause you know, everybody's on zoom right now. And yeah. so we actually shot a video version of this, which We're getting is trendy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's over on our YouTube channel. Did you know we had a YouTube channel? I knew we had a YouTube channel. Okay, that's good. Well, anyway, <laughs> over on, on that YouTube video, I included the goofs and bloopers. So 
you'll see that. It's the same advice, but with extra added bonus <laughs> bloopers. And now the moment you've all been waiting for. Absolutely. The list. Bom, bom, bom. Since we talked about buying a new RV and some of you may be out shopping, as you hear this, you might be on the way to the RV dealer listening to the Stressless Camping Podcast. You might very well be. At least in my dreams. (laughs) (laughs) We also have a list of stuff you might need that may or may not come with your new RV. So here is a list of stuff you will likely need to go with that brand new RV of yours. Now, sometimes your dealer is going to throw some of these in to your new RV kit, but if it's not there, these are things that you're probably going to want to get out there and take care of before you do too much RVing. Yes, absolutely. So, numero uno, a high-quality drinking water hose and... The ones for the RVs, they're typically white. Some of them are blue. They're designed to be constantly under pressure, and also they're designed not to have lead. So there's some good drinking water hoses specifically for RVs, and get a couple of them because you never know when you're going to be far away from that (laughs) space. Sometimes you're farther away than you expect, and if you don't have enough length of hose and you're friend doesn't have enough length of hose and then your other friend too (laughs) one time we actually had to borrow four people's drinking water hoses we were that far away from the spigot to fill our tank yeah so we should have done an episode on know what you're getting into (laughs) well sometimes you know what you're getting into and you get there and it's like oh we changed that yeah sometimes it's not exactly what you expected but anyway if you have at least two good quality freshwater hoses so you don't get the taste of hose then you're gonna be very much happier yes and while you're hooked up to water water pressure regulator and the reason for that is you never know what water pressure an RV park is going to have and whether or not it will change based on the number of people using it. So a good adjustable water pressure regulator is essential. And that's only really necessary if you're using the what's called city water, if you're actually using the water system. If you're just filling your freshwater tank, that's not necessary. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. We also use the freshwater tank in our RV and also the water at the RV parks for drinking. Some people do, some don't, but But we like to have our water filtered. And so for our RV, we have a three-stage water filter, which is it's two sediment stages and a carbon filter. But even that little blue Camco water filter is better than nothing. So a water filter is is not a bad idea. Not a need, but definitely a a want. Right. And we use that whether we're filling our freshwater tank or whether we're hooked up to the city water. We use it on the in within the hose system at some point either way. Yep, absolutely. So when you use the water pressure regulator, what you're doing is regulating the pressure of water coming in. Surprising, right? Yeah. (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) And sometimes the shower head that comes with the RV and the regulated amount of water pressure that comes in makes for a dribble of a shower. I have, okay, I have yet to see an RV that comes with a good shower head. Yeah. Ever. And I've seen a lot of RVs. (laughs) So do yourself a favor right away before you buy your RV. Right now, today, 
right now, get on Amazon and find yourself an Oxygenics shower head. Yes, you will be very happy that you did. It works really, really well. And they have various styles, but they're really terrific. So basically what it does, if I'm not mistaken, is add air pressure to the water pressure so that it feels like there's more pressure coming out of your shower. Yeah, whatever it does, it does well. <laughs> and uh, this is not something that's really quote unquote on our list, but don't forget to take some towels for your shower. Yeah, we keep a set of towels in the trailer. We keep a whole set of almost everything in the trailer yes, except we do. the change of clothes and food. And I even have clothes out there. Yeah, there's some, <laughs> but I mean not, you know, everything. Right. So that way when it's time to go, it's like we're like Fred Flintstone. We're like, yeah but ever do getting the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> Speaking of time to go <laughs> Oh my <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm really flushed with excitement. Wow, she has been hanging around with me way too much. <laughs> Find the story that I wrote on RV toilet paper and make your decision, but don't forget to take toilet paper. Yeah, and absolutely. That's, you know, that's a recommendation for anything in the in the world. I usually, as a kind of a housewarming gift, toilet paper is usually in there because sometimes people are in the stress of moving, forget to have toilet paper in their new house. That would be the supreme bummer. <laughs> right? So it's just one of those things that you don't want to forget. And RV toilet paper is its own argument everywhere. So make a decision, but just don't forget to take toilet paper. Yeah, look at that article that Peggy wrote. She did a good job with it. And then, well, as long as you're generating <laughs> a product, you're going to want to get rid of that product. A sewer hose, which might seem like, yeah, they're going to include one with my RV. No, no. Go get you a good sewer hose. Yeah, usually the one that they give you with your RV is pretty thin and cheap and not very long it might work once yeah but, but, it, but yeah. it might not oh yeah you don't want to be there when it rips because you know we have a sewer hose that we like and we like the clear elbow because then we can see when our tanks are truly empty right and so that clear elbow just attaches onto the end of the hose so that you can get a good view of what's going through yeah Ooh, look <laughs> <laughs> One of the things you should get is an RV surge suppressor. And you're going to say, gosh, they're, they're kind of expensive. They're not cheap. They're not cheap, but they're cheaper than replacing all the electricity in your RV. Well, yeah, like the control board on the fridge and the control board on the water heater and on and on. All these little expensive electronic things. And here's the deal. You may plug into an RV park and everything is hunky-dory. Do people still say hunky-dory? I guess they do. You do. I did. <laughs> but then the guy plugs in five spaces down and shorts out the whole leg that you're on, and now it's your problem, too. Right. The money spent on an RV search suppressor is well worth it, and we've got an episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast where we talk about this, so we'll put a link to that as well. Also, you want to make sure, speaking of refrigerators... Your refrigerator needs to be quite level in order for it to work properly and not become damaged. So make sure that you have the ability to level your RV. Sometimes that's built into some of the big motorhomes, but not always. So we use what we call Legos. I can't even think of what they're really called. Yeah, well, we also like those Anderson levelers, which are kind of like a curved triangle. They make a good set. Camco makes a set now that's a little shorter so it can fit two axle trailers if that's what you have. But it's kind of cool because you just, I can level the trailer in just a moment by backing onto that. We have a level gauge on the front of the trailer and I back onto that curved 
wedge thingy and we'll, we'll I'll put a picture so you can see <laughs> but I back onto that and as soon as the trailers level side to side bing bang boom that's done and then I use the tongue jack to level the trailer front to back put down the stabilizers and we are camping that's right and I think we timed it once and even if it's not that level to start I think it's something like seven minutes from hook to the truck backing in to cracking a beer <laughs> now let's not tell them at what point we actually crack that oh never <laughs> <laughs> well it's once we're set yeah <laughs> and then while on the subject of level you're going to want to inspect your tires you're going to want a good tire pressure gauge i like that ryobi tire pressure inflator because it comes with a gauge and I also have an auxiliary gauge, just a tire pressure gauge, and I check my tires before I leave. So I check the tow vehicle and I check the travel trailer. And of course, if you have a motorhome, you check those tires, whatever. It's good to check them before you go because, as you know, most RVs sit for a long period of time and they can have loss of air. And that means either just reduced tire life or a failure. And you don't want that. So good way of checking and inflating your tires and i like all that ryobi stuff because you get a drill and a light and tire inflator and bluetooth radio and etc all those things that can run off the ryobi battery yeah that ryobi one plus system i dig it well as you know we had a bed and breakfast and i absolutely love to cook and so when we're inside the rv i want good quality cookware you know pots and pans and such but remember we're in a 19 foot travel trailer so we found these magma brand stacking pots and pans and we've had them now for three years and i would say they are almost as good as the really expensive chef pans that we have in the house right they haven't given us any trouble they stack the handles come off so that they're all metal so you can put them in the oven or maybe stick them over the fire and not worry about melting your handles yeah and they have different versions like if you have an induction cooktop they have versions for that they have non-stick versions i like just good old-fashioned stainless steel and i've been cooking with that since my mom taught me how to cook and so we have that and the qualities there and the sizing they're they're very compact when they're all put together right am i putting you to sleep peggy well, you know, I'm a little tired. We've been working hard getting all this new RV set up. I think maybe it might be bedtime. Did you bring sheets? I brought something better. You did? I brought the RV super bag. Yeah. And it's funny. Okay, I have to I have to share this. On one of the reviews of our podcast, somebody said, those RV people recommend expensive bedding, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's all about convenience. And yes, the RV super bag is not inexpensive, but it is really well made in the U.S. And I think the, the quality is there. And what it is, is it's like a sleeping bag with sheets built in. And we have talked about it before. I like the RV super bag, but I mean, you can get any sheets and blankets for your bed and your RV. And part of what you decide to use might depend on what kind of bed you have. We have a Murphy bed, so it doesn't show during the day. So being able to just get out of bed, zip up the side, snap the straps together and fold the bed up and not have to think about making the bed is so lovely. Now, if you have a bed that shows and you want to show off your bedding, then 
And then they do make pretty designs of RV super bags, but you know, maybe that's the decision you're going to make differently, but that's the one we like. Yeah. We're big fans. There you go. So those are your things that you'll probably want when you get your new RV. Of course, there's going to be a lot of things that you want <laughs> and lots of and lots of accessories and fun things that aren't necessarily necessary but we wanted to make this list of things that you actually are going to need all these things in some form yes and some dealers will include some if not all of these things and some won't so something as josh said establish your relationship with your dealer and ask them hey what's what's included with my rv with my new rv Something worth knowing. Because that will help indicate how much more money you're going to spend afterwards. <laughs> oh, we have a friend who just went nuts on Amazon after she bought her trailer. But but that's all good. Well, but I mean, it's part of the out-the-door price. If you yeah. are going to have to go buy these water hoses and regulator, if, if all that stuff is included in the sale price and you don't have to go out and buy it separately, that's a part of Josh's system. That's absolutely true. So do you have things that we should have added to this list or do you have must-haves or want-to-haves? Again, we're over on Facebook. We have a Facebook group and there's a, always a good discussion of this kind of stuff. So join us over there and you know how you'd find that? Well, you can start out at www.stresslesscamping.com. Yes, absolutely. From there, you can jump off to all the other places where we are. Yeah, and you can talk about Josh's steps for buying a new RV and Heck, Josh is over there. Are you a fan of his videos? Do you have more questions? It, it's a good place to share all of that. Of course, we are in all the social places. And as Peggy said, the best place to start is stresslesscamping.com. And that's easy to remember so you can tell your friends. Absolutely. And another way to tell your friends is to write a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. And that really goes a long way to telling the world about our little podcast here, which means we get more listeners, which means we can keep finding these great guests. And that's so right. we sincerely appreciate your review. So thank you. So, you know, if you don't want to miss a future episode of the podcast, it's free to subscribe on any app, any podcast app, and we are always saving a seat for you around our virtual campfire. Absolutely. So, well, thank you again for your time and listening this week. We appreciate your telling your friends and most of all, happy, happy camping. camping. We hope you enjoyed this week's adventure. Time to get out on your own journey, but don't forget to leave the review on your favorite podcast app. And visit StresslessCamping.com for photos, stories, an RV calendar, and more. I'm Stressless Camper Larry Richardson wishing you happy camping!